0: The following message is a presentation from Grace Baptist Church in Kettering, Ohio. Richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Now I want you to go run back up to verse number three, or verse number one of, uh, of the same chapter. And just for a moment... Uh, The Bible says here, if ye then be risen with Christ. Remember, we're in this whole series of rejoicing in our wonderful and risen Savior. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. And then it just begins to go down all the way through and even deals with the whole putting on of the new man, making this practical. Uh, sometimes we think about uh, being saved that's that's kind of it can be a nebulous thing. What is what does that mean? Well, literally we became new creatures in the Lord Jesus Christ 2nd Corinthians 5 and verse number 17 We're new in Christ that change is an amazing thing and it's a change that happens over time The fact is positionally we've been risen with Christ. Now. What what should we do? We should seek those things which are above we should put on uh, right actions We should uh, mirror our lives and pattern our lives after the Lord Jesus Christ things should be changing we should be reflecting the lord jesus christ more and more all the way along but how's that going to happen verse number 16 the fact is it is not going to happen if the word of god is not dwelling in us richly we cannot change to become more like jesus christ without the word of christ without the revelation of christ so we desperately need that and so the bible tells us let the word of christ allow the word of christ to dwell in you richly in all wisdom uh, wisdom being the skillful use of knowledge. In all wisdom, the idea of being able to apply it into your daily life. And the Word of God's intended to be practical. God wants us to be able to take it into our Mondays, into our Thursdays, and apply it right where we exist. So let the Word of Christ dwell in you. Let me ask you this question. Is the Word of Christ dwelling in you richly? Now think about that. He didn't just say dwell in you, but he said dwell in you richly. And, I, and I, I think in my own life, there's, there's times where the word of God isn't dwelling in me richly, abundantly, just overflowing where it is, is consuming my thinking, but that's what we are to allow. If I want my life to reflect the Lord Jesus Christ, that's what it's going to require. Now, I want to point out one other verse, and you can turn there if you'd like, First Thessalonians 2, verse 13, because when Paul was bringing the word of God to these different churches, and he was helping these new believers to grow in their faith, uh, do you realize that they did not just hear the Apostle Paul? Remember, the Bible was still being written down. God was using holy men like the Apostle Paul to pin the inspired word of God. So 1 Thessalonians, they're receiving this firsthand. And you notice what it says there in verse, uh, 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 13. For this cause also we thank, uh, thank we God without ceasing. We don't stop in our thanking of God. Why? Because when ye receive the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh uh, also in you that believe. Now notice that they, they didn't say, oh, that's just Paul's idea. They received it. Oh, yes, this is the word of God. And as they received the word of God into them, as they allowed it to come into their lives, it it changed them, and notice what it says there, which effectually worketh in you that believe, that put trust in those words, that put it into practice, that put feet on those words and and start acting it out in their their life applying it on their Thursdays and on their Fridays and so on it it effectually worked in them and it wasn't just something that it, it, it had no effect on them it effectually the word of God is effective in our lives if we put it into practice if we put our trust in it and if we begin to apply it it is effective in our life and so I just want us to realize that if I'm going to near the Lord Jesus Christ in my life, there has to be the dwelling of the on um, the word in my heart. There has to, and it has to be richly, it has to be abundantly there. I have to soak in it, I need that, like a fish needs water, I need the word of God in, in my Christian life. Outside of the word of God, I just flounder. I flip-flop and ultimately I shrivel up and without it, I, I'm, I'm nothing. Without it, I get, into, I get into problems, I get into wrong thinking, I get into sin, I need the word of God, and so don't you. And we need to receive it, whether we're reading it in our personal devotions or we're gathered together, we need to receive the word of God and allow it to change our hearts. And so let's think about how do we receive the word of God? How are we going to study it? And when we study, it, that's not just for preachers to do. That's for every one of us to do. The word of God is to be studied by us all, and it's to be a part of our lives. And studying it means you and I have to do it. Now, we're all busy, right? How many of you have been busy this week? Okay, so remember—I don't know if you remember this illustration—but uh, a few years back, I think it was 2016, we had an illustration where we had a big glass uh, glass jar up here, and we had a bunch of rocks, right? You remember that illustration? And you know, if you fill up, if you fill up a big glass jar with a bunch of sand and gravel and so forth, and then try to put in big rocks, it doesn't really work. Uh, and in fact, we had it all measured out. We had a bunch of sand and gravel. We tried to, uh, to put it in first and, and, and then put in the big rocks. Well, the big rocks didn't fit. But if we put the big rocks in first, the sand and gravel could you know, go down and around it and, and fit in. And it's amazing how much you can get into our lives. The Word of God is one of those big rocks that has to be put in our life first. We have to plan on it first. Just like our, our time together tonight, this assembly tonight. You put this in as a big rock tonight you're here tonight because this was a big rock to you. Your family, if you have children, your children are here because the, there's a, this was a big rock to you. You put it in first. And then the other things, you know, watching that, watching that uh, whatever that was on or, or uh, fixing that thing around the house became a smaller rock to this big rock. But we have to put the big rocks into our lives first. Where is the word of God in your life right now? Is it a big rock or is it one of the small rocks kind of an add-on? And friends, if we're going to if we're going to be like our Savior, it has to be there as a big rock in your life and in mine. It has to be. And so we're all busy, and God knows that. I'm, I've been comforted about this uh, Psalm 103 in verse number, I believe it's verse number 13. Uh, he knows our frame. He knows how much we can handle. He really does, and that's the, the goodness of our God. He is a heavenly Father. He's our shepherd. He knows all that. But we must give priority to it. And so he says there, let the word of Christ dwell in you. Allow it to happen. Will you allow it to happen in your life? And you, maybe, maybe you got an off course. Get back on course. Stay, stay focused on allowing the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. Now let's think about some tips. How, how do we make sure that, that this is personal? This matter of studying the Bible is personal to us. Number one, I want you to think about this. Commit to Consistency. Commit to consistency. Sometimes people get so focused on, on what I'm going to do. I'm, gonna, I'm going to read the Bible through this month. You know that, yeah. No, first commit to consistency. If it is a chapter that you read, but commit to consistency. Daily is best. Uh, as often as possible, read the Bible. Get the Word of God into your heart. Allow it to be there and the, um, give, the, uh, give the Holy Spirit ammo, if you will, to be bringing it to your mind and to be working on you and you know what the amazing thing is if you'll be consistent it's amazing how you'll consistently grow in that if you'll give time to that make that a big rock how that'll consistently grow in your life and you'll you'll look back over maybe a year or two and you'll realize wow i'm really this has become a part of my life and that's what needs to happen uh we need to make that a part of our life you know what i want you to give me that that uh that graph up there that's towards the the front you know sometimes we we think well you know people that have been saved 20 years and they've, they've all read through the Bible. You know, it's amazing how many times people have not read through the Bible. We, we carry it, but we don't, we don't really know it. And it's amazing to me, you look at these statistics of how much people have read the Bible, all of it, 11%. Now, I'm not, I'm not bashing anyone at all, but the thing is, we ought to all have a goal of being consistent in reading the Bible, letting the Word of God get into us. And uh, you, you see all the way around, almost all of it—12%, 15%, at least half of it, uh, 30%. Several passages or, or stories. Um, and you know what? What some of this leads to is when, when asked about the Word of God, sometimes people quote things that actually aren't in the Word of God. I've had, I've been in conversations where I've had someone, go, isn't that in there somewhere? No, actually, that's not not actually in there. It's <laughs> it's not. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't stand for something in society if we don't know it. And it's not, it's not just those that are younger that need to be in the Word of God. We must be in the Word of God. And the Word of God must be in us. And so it's important that we commit to consistency and we, we give time for the Word of God uh, to work in our lives. Um, reading other books is great. But let's, let's, let's really focus in on the Word of God and commit to consistency uh, with it. Now, sometimes people will say, well, I just don't have time to read the Word of God. But we, in spare time, we might pick up a fictional book or another. You know, give time to the Word of God. Make it the big rock in your life, and the Holy Spirit will give you uh, grace and strength to do that. And by the way, the moment you pick up the Bible and, uh, and, and set out to be consistent Satan's going to be right there trying to give you every excuse in the book and bring everything into mind to pull you away from that. Number two, choose a reading plan. Uh, One year, three months, New Testament, Old Testament. Right now, uh, out in the, the Welcome Center, we have Psalms and Proverbs. We're doing that in 31 days. And, uh, and we're working through the Psalms and Proverbs, and boy, what a glorious time, just in the Psalms and Proverbs. A bunch of Psalms each day and, and, and Proverbs. What a glorious time, and we're on the YouVersion app uh, if you received an invitation. If you haven't received one and want to be on that, we're in Psalms and Proverbs right now, and so that's our reading plan. A little later on, we'll have some other reading plans that, that come, uh, come along that we get to do as a church. Maybe you're on a reading plan on your own, but what is your plan? And you know what i found? That what gets scheduled gets done, Right? And your life will get scheduled, gets done. What's on your calendar oftentimes gets done. Last week, I got a call from our doctor. And uh, she said, "Uh, uh, Josiah, um, weren't you supposed to come in today? Oh, I felt about this tall. And they're not a big practice, and I felt really, really bad. And uh, I had totally blown an appointment. I looked at my calendar, it wasn't there. And what wasn't on my calendar did not get done. Right, and so uh, I, I felt really, really bad. But I have learned that if I'm going to do something, it needs to go on the it needs to go on the calendar. It needs to be a part of of, of my plan. And so choosing a reading plan will help you be structured about it uh, and have somewhere to go with it. And so um, I I would highly encourage you not to do the to do the uh, do the close your eyes and point method of reading the Bible. You will get yourself in trouble that way. And uh, you're going to take things out of context and you're going you're to be confused in that way. Find a Bible plan, read through portions of the Bible, and, uh, and if you need help with that, certainly can help you with that. Decide on the format. This is, this is super practical. Some of you like paper, right? How many of you say, I only read, I only read paper? Like, I, I, I prefer paper, I should say. Okay? Okay. Uh, how many of you say, I prefer reading off a screen? Or like a Kindle or a screen? I can go either way. You know, people are sometimes split on this. I have found, personally, I, I do appreciate Bible apps. We use them. I, I appreciate them. But I have found the downfall for me is oftentimes that's something I do a lot of other things on. So it's very easy to be distracted on. And I see some heads shaking. So maybe you can't do that and that's fine. Don't don't take it as an affront when we when we say hey We're reading on you version if you can't do it. Don't do what you need to do, but make make the choice What is your format? What how are you going to read the Word of God? Don't be pressured by others Do what you need to do in order to have a walk with the Lord. I personally love listening to the Bible I I do. I love listening to the Bible. It is, it is very, it, it's, I'm, I'm audio. I listen to most any book. If, I, if someone gives me a book, I always go look for the audio book. That's just me, but that's not everyone, but that's how I do it. And, and in the morning, I'm often listening to the, to the Bible read to me. I, I appreciate that. Um, some people get uh, the Bible sent to them, uh, in, you know, a devotional with an email, get, uh, and they read it right there at their screen. Whatever works for you, choose your format. But if you're going to be consistent at it, have a plan, but decide on the, the format. You know, just as a matter of, of thinking about the Bible, uh, when you are reading through the Bible, don't get so caught up on, on all the, the chapter and verse uh, divisions. Do you realize that the chapter and verse divisions were added in uh, much later? Uh what year do you think chapter and verse divisions were added in? Did I add it in there? Did I put it that wasn't supposed to be in there? Okay, twelve hundred. So now now we isn't that interesting? So uh, it would have been very interesting to try to find in you know a, a, a preacher to stand up and say, turn to yeah. Uh, you know, what, we, we are so used to chapter and verse divisions. Now, I will say, once in a while, you'll come across some folks that, that do some numerology type of stuff off of verses and chapters and all that type of stuff. Uh, the chapter and verse divisions, don't get mad, uh, but they're not inspired. They were added in after the fact Uh, to give us a way of finding our way through the scriptures. So uh, just understand that. So 1,200 uh, was the the chapter divisions, and then the verses were added in uh, even 300 and some years uh, later after that. So that's an interesting thing. So why do I say that? Uh, The Bible reads very well as a narrative. Many of the stories go into... Go into Esther, it reads as a narrative. It's like picking up a a book and reading through a story. It reads as a narrative. Jonah reads as a narrative. And what's interesting, I'll just give one illustration. I I put down there Ecclesiastes four through 11. There's a bunch of different verses that go from subject to subject to subject, but there's several different paragraphs or several different thoughts that are are there that are divided down. So uh, the divisions, oftentimes they can cause us to view things differently, but when we read it as a narrative, in fact, there's some Bibles that are actually broken down into, into where you, they're a paragraph Bible where they're broken down in that way, and that's, that's kind of a neat thing uh, to read through. But in First John, one in particular, I learned this the hard way. Sometimes as a preacher, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, where am I going to break this off? And we were preaching through the book of First John, and I realized I, I came through the end of, of, of chapter number 2, chapter number 1, and I had preached some points, and then I began study for the next week and realized that really needed to go with the previous message. And I was like, man, that was, that was like the next sub-point right there, and now this is hanging out. But right there in, in 1 John chapter 1 going right into, into chapter number 2, it, it goes from uh, talking about how that if, uh, if you, uh, you sin, well, actually, let's just turn there so you see what I'm saying because I can't, I can't quote it from memory right now. I can't quote it from memory at all. 1 John chapter number 1. It says there, If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar. We don't want to do that, by the way. And his word is not in us. Now, my little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he goes on, and he is a propitiation. And so the, it really is a thought that's connected with the previous, the previous chapter. All I'm trying to say is read, read for, for the narrative, read for the paragraph, not just according to the verse divisions, just a, a tip for us to think about as we study the Word of God. Also try to be familiar with context. This is king. Context is king. So we're not going to lifting verses out of Scripture uh, you get into a lot of trouble uh, in that way. We want to fit, we want to understand what's going on around that passage of scripture, or around that verse. And sometimes you'll see verses that are, that are actually maybe on a calendar, uh, you know, a wall calendar, and it's just lifted out and it actually means nothing like what they're suggesting it means Uh, you know, lifted out. In context, it means very, very different. And so we want to find meaning for us or find application, I should say, us within the meaning that God gave. So that requires study, going back and studying. What did God mean for this? And oftentimes as you read around it, you'll understand. Even as we just did a moment ago in Colossians, verse number 16 of Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly when thought of in connection with how that chapter starts out. Uh, there's, there's a lot more understanding that comes when you see it in its greater context. All right, and then number five, look for the gospel in the text. What are we looking for? We're looking for Jesus. The Bible says in John 5 and verse number 39, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. What was Jesus saying? And he said in other places, in Luke chapter 24, on the road to Emmaus, he told those guys, listen, uh, and he started at that, those same scriptures, and he went all the way through the, the Bible, and he revealed himself in the scriptures. Look for Jesus in the scriptures. If you're with us in Psalm chapter number 2 this morning, in uh, reading, reading in, that, um, in our, our study, Psalm chapter 2 speaks much and looks forward to Jesus Christ, very much so. And how many of you were uh, with us on that this morning? You, you were able to pick that out. Let's go over to Psalm chapter number 2 for a moment. Psalm chapter number 2. And I think you especially notice in the, in the last part, and we won't read the whole psalm, but in the last part, uh, it... it in verse number 12, kiss the son, lest he, uh, lest he be angry, and he perish from the way when in his wrath is kindled. But a little blessed are they, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Who's that talking about? Amen. Jesus. It looks forward. You can find the, uh, Jesus in Psalm 22. My God, my God. I believe I have the right psalm on that. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And over and over throughout the, the Old Testament, you can see Jesus. As you go through the sacrifices, the Passover, you can find Jesus in those sacrifices, looking forward to him. So we want to look for Jesus in the, in the text. We want to look for what God is, re, uh, what he uh, was revealing over time uh, throughout the Bible. Number six, expect, expect God to speak to you directly and specifically in the Word of God. I'm not talking about an audible voice. I am talking about this Bible was written specifically for you. It is God's, God's revelation of himself for you. And so you can expect that when you go to read in Scripture that He's going to speak to you specifically, the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Now notice it pierces even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's a very, very that's close. But God is able to divide through His Word, divide down the thoughts and the intents of your heart and of mine. And He's able to determine that with His Word. It's amazing how the Word of God just gets right in there. So expect God, anticipate what is God going to say to me today? I love at the end of each one of the readings in the YouVersion app when we're doing those studies together. The question is this What is God saying to you? Right? What is God saying to you? That's not spooky. That's reality. God intends to speak to you every time you open up the word of God. And you ought to to desire that. Um, Psalm 85 and verse number 8. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Don't let them turn to foolishness. Let them listen for the Lord. The Lord is speaking. And he speaks every time we open up the word of God. We want to hear it. And so we need to pray in that way. Lord, speak to my heart. My heart is open. Sometimes on on Sundays and uh, anytime we're together for a service, but sometimes I stop and and say, give God permission to talk to you. Why? (laughs) Because we want to acknowledge the fact that he wants to speak to us specifically. He spoke to me specifically about The matter of lukewarmness. He spoke to me specifically. Now, not audibly, but he applied it specifically. This is the area where you're in danger. That's a blessing. That's our God. And we should expect him to do that as we open up the word of God. Number seven, this is a real practical one. Journal or share what God has shared with you. So if God's speaking to you specifically, where are you going to be able to write that down? Is that going to be in a notes app? Is that going to be with pen and paper? But journal, write those things down boy there's a great, there's a great amount of blessing that comes in keeping notes in your devotion and it might not be much. it might just be a li- a, a little bit, but take notes in, in your devotion, have a pen and paper ready, maybe you write in your Bible, maybe you have one of those big family sized Bibles and you have wide margins you can write in your Bible that's great and there, there's on um, bible uh, those pens that are kind of meant for writing in Bibles that are a little better they don 't bleed through a uh, real practical thing but uh, Take notes. Journal what God is saying to you. There's over 31,000 verses in the Bible. There's over 1,100 chapters in the Bible. God is going to say something to you right it down and as you come to it you can pray open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law now as you show me that I'm going to write down I'm going to keep track of that I'm going to I'm going to do that why because you can go back and you can reflect on what God is doing but writing also helps cement it in your in your thinking and even why uh, we give out notes and encourage people to take notes is part of writing helps cement it in your thinking It's another one of those actions what stands out to you answer that question what stands out to me in the text today i'm going to write that down what did god show me about himself on sunday night we talked about who is jesus to you put it in that phrase jesus is my shepherd he is my redeemer well what did he show you this morning uh as i was reading along jesus was showing me things and i was able to write down he is my and you know it helps us as we journal and as we think through those things. What truth about Christ caused your heart to burn? I think about the, on the guys in the road to Emmaus, and they go, did not our hearts just burn within us as he spoke to us the scriptures? What, what scripture burns in your heart? Today, for me, it was thou art my hiding place. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. That's a great thought. Uh, thou shalt encompass me with songs of deliverance. that just, that touched my heart. I'm thinking about the fact that he is my hiding place, but he's going to surround me. That's true surround sound right there with songs of deliverance, with, with victory shouts of deliverance. What a great God that I get to serve. That's the kind of a God. He's going to surround me in that way as I trust in him. So we want to, we want to journal what God is teaching us. And then number eight, Engage in other ways to take in the Word of God. Notice here, it says in Colossians 3 and verse number 16, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. This is a personal choice. And then teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing in your hearts. You know what happens as you allow the Word of God to dwell in you? You can share it with others, but you need to notice here there's multiple ways that the Word of God is being taken in. We're sharing with one another. When we are just singing a a moment ago, that is just like his great love. Do you know we were admonishing with uh, each other with biblical truth. We are singing that to one another. We're singing it ultimately to the Lord, but we're singing it to one another. And there's multiple ways even within this this gathering place to take in the word of God. So it's not, it's not just that we're reading the Bible in the morning. There's many different ways. We hear preaching. We hear teaching on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We get together. We sing. We listen to it in preaching in a podcast. I listen to a podcast called Enjoying the Journey. I often listen to that by uh, evangelist Scott Pauley a wonderful podcast that always encourages my heart. It helps me. It's about 10 minutes long, and it helps me every single time that I listen to it. And there's many ways to take in, but we want to take those ways in. And we want to allow the word of Christ to be dwelling in us. We want to receive it into our lives. And I want us to think about this matter of of dwelling. Uh, It's to inhabit, right? Is the word of God welcomed in your heart? It's to inhabit. We allow it there but I cannot deliver it to somebody else unless it's dwelling in me. Did you notice that in the verse? Notice in verse number 16. Dwell in you richly in all wisdom, and then the next step is teaching and admonishing one another. Dads, you and I cannot teach and admonish our wives and our children unless it's dwelling in us. We cannot teach and admonish one another unless it's dwelling in us. It doesn't work, and so I I I need to be taking it in in every way possible so that I can teach and admonish one another, and that's the outflow. That's not the reason I take it in. That's the outflow of it being taken in, and uh, and so it's so important that we do that. But I also want us to think about Deuteronomy eleven and verse eighteen. Therefore, shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand. That they may be frontlets between thine eyes. We're talking about some different jewelry or different uh, different additions to their uh, to their, not clothing, but uh, different things they would wear as as tokens of the word of God. Um, I remember my dad, well, my mom too, were very notorious for writing on their hands. That was my dad's palm pilot, right? Um, that's just he did. But sometimes he'd write scripture right there. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I've seen people put three-by-five cards in the, you know right in their dashboard. Whatever it takes, get the Word of God in you. Get the Word of God in you. Put it on the front screen of your, of your phone so that every time you op- uh, open up and you see the lock on the lock screen, you're seeing a verse there. You say, I don't know how to do it. Uh, go to our website. You can download some of those and add them to your front screen right under the, the, on the resources tab. And so get the Word of God in front of you. Meditate it. Memorize it. Uh, listen to it. Sing it singing is a great way to uh, memorize it. Read books that expound upon it. So many books available. We are so privileged to live in an a day uh, which uh, uh, there's so many books that are available uh, in different resources. At my website, josiahkagan.com under the resources tab, you can find a bunch of books that boy, I've been helped by and I would suggest and encourage you to think about. Share it, write it, write it down. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Number nine, set times to read entire books. But this has been a blessing to me sometimes to just take a, a, take a run through an entire book. All right, I'm going to read the whole book of Galatians. And there have been times that's been where I've done that as a plan, where I've read the whole book of Galatians every day for a week and would we just soak in it. And what a blessing that is. But take time to read uh, entire books. It gives an entirely different understanding and perspective of God's word. It gives a, a perspective as a whole. This might be done during times of sickness. Oh man, I'm sick. I'm in the hospital. Uh, well, it might be a good time to read through some entire books. Take that time and really uh, get on it as you're away. Maybe you're going to be taking a, a vacation and you say, on this vacation, I want to read through the whole book of Ruth and I want to really just, I want to get it in. I want to really soak on this. What a great way. I'm thinking about, and I've been burdened personally, I want to do another 90-day run through the Bible um, this year, personally. And I'm going to invite some other people to do, as we go into summer, I would like to do a 90-day run through the Bible. And you say, it's, that's impossible. Oh, it's possible. Um, but it is a commitment. And it, I did it uh, two years ago, and it really gives a fantastic overview. I think we'll also offer a 90-day run through the New Testament. All right, so for those that want to do the half K, all right, and uh, 13.1 instead of the 26.2, and we'll go about it in that way. But uh, looking forward to that. Set times to read the entire book. Then lastly, give give it time. God's word is intended to change us over time. Transformation happens over time. It does not happen in an instant. Salvation is the miracle of a moment, right? sanctification becoming more and more like jesus christ happens over a lifetime and as long as you have breath in your lungs you'll still be learning about jesus no one knows all there is to know about the word of god there will always be a question you can stump even the oldest preacher on right there there is there's constant learning process give it time the bible says in john 15 and verse number seven jesus talking to his disciples if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. This abiding isn't just something that happens just in a singular moment, it's over a lifetime. God is inviting us to abide. Uh, soak in my word. By the way, uh, you know, you, uh, I put some flowers out yesterday, some hanging baskets, and we, I. I, the previous owner had an irrigation, like a, a do-it-yourselfer irrigation system there, which I was really thankful for. And it's all sorts of fun to work on. It's like waterworks. I get to, to work it and get it, uh, get it working every year because the dogs chew it apart every winter, right? Because it's down low. And so it's just some tubes. It, it sounds more fancy. It's, it's not an automatic thing. It's just some tubes running through. And so I, I worked them down. You know, if I bought those, those, those flowers home from Home Depot, put them up there, hung them up there, and just, you know, they got, they got water at Home Depot, they should be good. They say they're annuals. They should last the whole, the whole season. No, they need water daily. Daily. In fact, they say, drench them daily. And so I, I turned that thing on. I even bought one of those fancy little uh, screw-on hose, t- uh, hose timers. And so every day, because we kill flowers around our house every day, uh, it's going to get some water. And we're going to do that daily. Why? Because it, it needs to happen. And over time, they grow. And they grow. And they they are more beautiful along the way, but because they're getting it over time. We need to give it time for the Word of God to work. Psalm 19.7 says the Word of God, the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, uh, re- uh, rejoicing, enlightening, uh, Excuse me. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The, uh, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them, notice, there is great reward. Great reward. And this happens over time. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that we're changed from glory to glory. That same image. It's over time. It takes time. And so as we just conclude this, remember that you are receiving the Word of God. You're letting it dwell in your life to give it to others. Who can you give the Word of God this week? Who can can benefit from the the truth that God's taught you in the Word or in a service? Who can benefit from that? Share that with them. Uh, Do you know sometimes... God gives you something in the morning, you need to text it to somebody that morning that God puts on your heart. Say, God really blessed me with this verse, and I think I, I just thought of you, and so I, I'm texting it to you. I'm just, this, this, this grip my heart. And do it. Share it with others. Give it to others. The Bible says we are to give it to our families. Dads, Deuteronomy chapter number six, we're to, we're to all, all along our journey, whether we're eating, right, uh, getting out of bed, going to bed, we're to be sharing the word of God, and that needs to be our heart. J.C. Ryle put it this way We must read our Bibles like men digging for hidden treasure. And sometimes we look at it, oh, it's so overwhelming. No, go there, dig for hidden treasure, and dig until you find that nugget that causes your heart to burn and just ignite. Like, that's for me. That was a blessing. Thou art my hiding place. Amen. That's what, <laughs> stop reading. That's what I needed today. You know, amen. So uh, let's, let's continue to study the Word of God and make it personal to us, all right? Let's, let's ask God to help us with that. Our Father, we do thank you for your Word that is so precious and relevant to us today. And I thank you for the oldest believer here and the youngest believer here. And I, I thank you that each one of us are on a journey to know you. And I pray that you would encourage our hearts and strengthen us as we continue to follow you. And Lord, we have rough days and we have good days, but Lord, I pray that you would help us to stay true and stay consistent and keep on uh, chasing after you and seeking your truth and your word uh, like a man seeking treasure. And so we thank you for what you'll continue to do in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. With your heads bowed, just for a moment, would you you talk to the Lord and say, Lord, by your grace, I'm going to make your word a big rock in my life. Maybe I've Maybe I've set that big rock aside, but beginning tomorrow morning, I'm going to make it a big rock, and I'm, going to, I'm, I'm asking you for your wisdom and how to fit that into my busy schedule. I'm going to make that a big rock. It's going to be a priority. Thank you for listening today. For more information about Grace Baptist Church, please visit our website at gracebaptistofkettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.